Linus, you motherfucker, you can't have my keys. You can't even drive, dipshit. <laughs> Fern just got her license. I'm really proud of her. Good for her. Linus has failed yeah. the test three times. He's yeah, also killed at least one driving instructor in a very tragic accident um, while taking the test. They told him he had to wait a couple years before trying again after that one. Did he just park on, like, um, some train tracks and get out of the car? Well, he pulled, like, there was clearly a semi coming, right? And it was, like, hitting, going towards the passenger side, and he kind of accelerated forward because he didn't check. Like, he didn't look even one way before crossing. Did he take the instructor and, like, kind of get out and, like, tie the instructor on the train tracks with, like, ropes? Well, the thing is, like, the instructor was still alive at the end, but then, um, I'm not supposed to say this part, but Linus did just kind of step on his throat until he stopped breathing in an attempt to, like, clear his own name. Um, How would that clear his name? Uh, because, you know, then he could write it off as an accident, and he was hoping that he could kind of drive the remains of the car back and still get a license. <laughs> and it didn't work. Yeah, that's the thing. We're trying to correct some of those behaviors, you know? Like, I did hit him with a spray bottle afterwards, so he knew it was wrong. Um, you know, and maybe next time he'll stop. That's so... That's so good. Yeah, you know, Linus, he's Olive a is wanted for murder in 17 states. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen her victims. Yeah. She actually is um, Abigail Williams from the Salem Witch Trials, kind of, like, reincarnated. I don't know what that means. I'm not caught up Have yet you... on um, U.S. history. <laughs> I'm not current. Still got a few more arcs to go before I reach Salem. <laughs> Like sixteen ninety. I will say it kind of it low key fell off around you know <laughs> the Boston Tea Party. Like that shit was boring. The Boston Tea Party was fucking after the Salem Witch. Yeah, but I've been skipping around. <laughs> okay. One, two, three, four, go! Falling in love is such a I am recording. What's so crazy? Because I'm I'm kind of recording too. You do that same joke every time. And it's funny every time. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think you, we have different ideas about what the word funny means. Yeah, and you know what? I always say the real diversity is diversity of opinion, and that's why we have the most diverse <laughs> podcast on the air today. <laughs> All right, I am going to try to knit <coughs> while we record this podcast. Wow. Um, so. I just would like to have your full attention, I guess, but I mean, that's I fine. can knit without looking, so that's the thing. Hmm. 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 I don't know, I just, I feel like I always get a lot of shit for tweeting while on this podcast. Um, and yeah. I can tweet without looking, is the thing. All right, I'm not going to argue with you about how these are, like, fundamentally different things. Not at all. I, I'm, I'm on. When I'm on this podcast, I'm on, like, 80%. 
I'm using 80% of my mind, which is more than most humans can tap into. And the other 20%, you know, it's already, I'm so far over, I don't need that 20%, so I use it for tweets. Which drum up publicity for this show, so I don't see what the problem is. Well, I would maintain that they're fundamentally different. Yeah, I guess, like, when I'm done tweeting, I have something that I can kind of look at and show and be proud of. And when you're done knitting, what do you got? (laughs) You know? It's ephemeral. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Tweets are forever. (laughs) Knitting will rot. Sure. So, how's your week been? Actually, up top, there is something I do need to address, because it's kind of been weighing heavy on my heart. And, um, you know, I take, you wouldn't believe it from this podcast, but I do take myself, like, kind of seriously, and, like, when people start talking shit, it does upset me. I try not to show it. Um, But this past week, there's just been people talking some real shit, and, like, you know, you think people are cool and then they just kind of like go off on you and like kind of turn their backs and like ignore your legacy and what you do. And I just think that really sucks. So I just want to say, um, I just want to publicly, um, challenge this notion that, um, Nancy Reagan is the throat goat over me. So did you, you, how many, how long have you been thinking about making that joke? What joke? This is me, a public call to action. Nancy Reagan, meet me in hell for a dick-sucking throwdown. How many checkpoints did that have to pass in your brain before you decided to say it on the podcast? When have I ever had any check marks for anything that I say? You asked how my week was. A lot of people have been diminishing my legacy by implying that anyone other than me was ever the throat goat. And some will say, like, hey, Jesse, like, calm down. This is like comparing MJ and LeBron. The game has changed since she was in action, but I don't accept that. I'm sending... I am finding your mother's email and sending this part of the podcast to her. Well, she was the first one who sent me the Nancy Reagan shit. And she told me how disappointed she was in me that other people were saying this. Because that's her legacy, too, in a way. I can't tarnish the family name by being the second best at sucking dick. Oh my god. So yeah, again, Nancy, balls in your court, meet me in hell, and <laughs> we'll have a suck off, frankly. Oh. How was your week? Because <laughs> again, mine you... sucked, but like, apparently only second best. <laughs> Um, well, I got in a car accident, and I got a concussion. Yeah, that was bad. I didn't realize you were concussed. Yeah, I didn't find out until Sunday, so. Hmm. Um, but as I tweeted, I did get in a car accident. I did get a concussion, but when people ask me how I'm getting my concussion, I'm telling them it's from watching this fucking show, because it rots my brain. Which is what a concussion is, as we all know. I don't know what a concussion is. I kind of never learned. 
I actually had to take a concussion course this year for my coaching job, so... Um, I famously in high school, um, for all contact sports, you had to take like baseline concussion tests before you were cleared yeah. to play. And I, um, I didn't do that for two years straight. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause I was kind of against them morally <laughs> because I would fail the baseline test. And if I couldn't, you can't fail. the Yes, baseline you can. Test, then you're not taking the right kind of baseline test. But that's the thing, like the baseline test we had to do, it kept on making me, it made me redo it like eight times. And if I couldn't pass it without a concussion, how was that a useful tool? That's so weird. The The test we have our students do is not... Do they have to um, press a button when a card flips? I don't, I haven't seen the exact testing, but I know it's, you. it's impossible to fail it. Yeah, well, it's not in some tests so anyway you know from concussion training i know that it's really important that you rest that you kind of go at like a slow pace whatever so did i write a seven page paper sunday night yes good in one sitting yes did i go to work all day yesterday Yes. And then go to a work event afterward on Zoom. Yes. After getting my booster at 3.30. So I'm kind of, you know, like, just killing it. And then today I worked another full day. I thought I would have to take today off because I got my booster yesterday. Yeah, how are you feeling post-boost? And so I was like, you know, I should, I like, I'll probably feel sick tomorrow. I, I woke up. Aside from my arm being sore, I'm fine. That's so. good. I mean, I think it is important to know that I did not get the um, COVID booster shot, though. I got, um, you know, the swag booster. Oh, but like, would you say that you're immunized? I would say I'm immunized. Okay, yeah. that's all you need to say, and then people will and kind of I just really take think you at it's... your word. I think it's up to podcasters to really, like, lead the charge on um, vaccination. I would agree with that. You know, we have a platform. Uh, (laughs) And even though it's kind of rickety and made with three boards hastily hot glued together, we need to stand on it and spread our truth. Slash the truth. And these cheeks. What was that? I said, and these cheeks. No. Yeah. I told you I'm more of a mouth guy. God fucking damn it. I'll spread I my swear lips. To God. I swear to God, Jesse, you can't do this to me. What? I will quit the podcast. Why? Because I was threatened? So you're going to victim blame here. Someone comes from my crown and I'm the one who gets shat on. This is so I'm gonna up. fully dox you this time. This is so fucked up. I am going to drive to <laughs> Road, PA. Yeah. Make sure you hit, you know, a building <laughs> and pray you don't miss. Uh, anyways this is like my last week of work before i go on christmas break 
That's good. Um, this is our last week of podcasting before we go on Christmas break, we should yeah, say. Yeah, we are taking some time off, homies. Yeah, it's winter vacation here at um, Gay High. It's more like, are you flying or driving home? I'm driving. Oh, okay. I'm flying home. Um, I don't feel like packing a microphone, to be honest. Do you know how many times I've packed a microphone while flying home to do these silly little shows? Yeah. That's messed up. Okay, but... Do you know how embarrassing it is to roll up to security and have to pull out your microphone to go through the checkpoint? I mean, personally, I wouldn't be embarrassed by it, but... That's fine. Listen... Okay, I'm sorry you had to do that. If in the future you don't want to do that, we can cancel recording for that week. No, I'm, I'm, I did it like one time. Actually, no, I don't know that. I, when did I do that? I think you did it when you went home for the baby shower. So I didn't go home for a baby shower is the thing. I went home while a baby shower was going on, but I was <laughs> not invited to the function. Well, okay. So. Look, Aaron, you know I'm not out to my family. How would I possibly be invited to the baby shower for the ladies? Anyway, um So yeah, we're taking a little break. And that just means we won't take a mid-season break this time, which would have been after next episode anyway. So we'll be back that first week of January. Yeah, I'll be back with bells on. And maybe off. That didn't. I won't be yeah. returning in the new year. I may have perished by then, frankly. So. Anyway. Um, I only took five pages of notes for this episode. Yeah, I took my typical half. <laughs> wait like half a page i don't know because it's on my i take them on notes app so that they can double as an apology if need be uh, you're so free yeah well um i find the more notes i take the worse i am at this podcast so i need to like let my mind play with it a little you know i need to let it marinate yeah. Because then half my reactions to things you say are like I'm hearing them for the first time because I do have a brain the size of a walnut, which is truly mm -hmm. a blessing. Yeah. I just thought your brain was more the size of a peanut, but... Oh, no, that you're, you're thinking specifically of my amygdala. I wasn't, actually. Are you sure about that? Mm -hmm. my, amygdala, my amygdala be on a lot of people's minds all the time. <laughs> well. Alright, should we get into it? I think we should. Okay. Well, I'm a secretly of two gay American teenagers. My name is Aaron. My name is Jesse. Today we will be covering season three, episode 13, Up All Night. Sure. Directed by one Anson Williams. He's been on a streak lately. And not the fun kind. Written by Brenda Hampton. Came out August 30th, 2010. Holy shit, that's like 14 days after my birthday. 
Last week you gave me such shit for saying it was seven days after your birthday. And you said, no, Aaron. Actually, Ellen, that's not the truth. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I've decided to change the bit in a way. Because to have to do that mental math every single fucking episode. Like, oh, that's 300 and... 51... 51 days to my birthday what who's listening to that horse shit you know yeah i would okay well i guess i'll do better in the future yeah i'm sorry to those i've let down see this is why i take it in the notes app because i can just release my notes and it'll be like as coherent as most celebrity apologies that's true so it aired on august 30th 2010 to 2.98 million viewers. I still can't believe that they were getting over 2 mil every episode. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, what's distracting you, Aaron? Hmm? What was that about? I just got confused. Oh, what were you confused about, Aaron? Shut up, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. You have to be nice to me. Um, for the listener that's, at have, home. That's for the, the challenge home, for this episode is for the Jesse, has to, for the Jesse has to be home, nice to me for the, for the whole fucking home, episode. For the, for the first time in his home, life, he has to be nice to me. For the listener at me. home, for the listener at home, um, that was Aaron being distracted by their knitting. <laughs> you You're know. never nice to me. I rib you out of love. That's what abusers say, Jesse. Wow. <laughs> and this is nice. You try to gaslight me into thinking that I'm abusing you like every single episode. What are you talking about? This. This exactly. Okay. Look, I think you might be a little paranoid. That's all I'm saying. And like, I don't think I've ever been mean to you in my life. And I think that's kind of all in your head. Okay, well, I think in ter- if, for the Christmas spirit, you should try to be nice to me. If I will be nice to you for the next Secret Life Christmas episode in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been nice to you for every single Christmas episode of <laughs> Secret Life of the American Teenager. You can do this episode by yourself. I'll no. send you my notes. No, I didn't mean to be mean, Aaron. I just thought it was funny that you said that you wouldn't be distracted by your knitting and then you were. <laughs> well, I was distracted because Fern was trying to eat my knitting needle, but... Ooh, Fern. Naughty, anyway. naughty. Do you have biblical context? I sure as shit do. All right. August 30th, 2010. What was going on? Um, I couldn't find anything fun, and I didn't find anything fun, so I went to my favorite news source, the Irish Times, <laughs> and found that on Monday, August 30th, Wait, 2010. Where, where's this newspaper from? Fucking Ireland? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. It could be like fucking Hell's Kitchen in New York. Yeah. The Irish like do Boston. be up in Hell's Kitchen. I believe this is for the Irish diaspora. Okay. Uh, or just for Ireland. <laughs> um, but the news is Irish Web Awards announced. The 2010 Real X 
Irish Web Awards have been announced with a number of new tat- categories added this year, including Best Mobile Application, Best Microsite, Best Small Business Website, Best Facebook Page for Organizations, and Best Web-Only Publication, and Best No-Budget-Slash-Gorilla-Social-Media so- Campaign. I hate that. Hey, that's Ireland for you. That sounds like every suburban mom's dream of an event to go to. I actually did just win an Irish Web Award for um, Best Online Misinformation Campaign. (laughs) Um, For all the time I spent trying to convince people that Sneaker Night was a good song. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, mine is very important. It's from the New York section of the New York Times. Okay. Okay. It's by Fernanda Santos. Ooh. It's entitled, After Bedbugs, Here Come the Raccoons. Hot, first of all. And the byline is, it seems that raccoons are making themselves comfortable in places and at hours of the day that are making more New Yorkers uncomfortable. Good for them. And you know what? Yeah, good for the raccoons. I love me a raccoon. I love to see a queen winning, you know, and raccoons are collectively that queen. One of my favorite gifts I've ever received was a birthday present. Someone bought me a -A (laughs) Build-A-Bear raccoon and got a custom little baby construction vest made for it that says Little King Trash Mouth on the back of it. Oh, like from Bob's Burgers. Like, from Bob's Burgers. Wow. Because I do be loving the raccoons in Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Um, Can I also say a biblical context for this day on which we're recording in history? Um, It is the 13th anniversary of when um, that Iraqi journalist threw his shoes at George Bush. So, that's important to me personally and to many around the world. So, that's biblical context for our show. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, let's 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 get the show on the road because I got um, you know pizza to eat and dicks to suck. So, oh my god. Okay, we begin this episode in the Jurgens' kitchen. Ricky is making Amy a sandwich, um, and then they have a conversation about like Ricky and Amy entering an exclusive relationship, and Ricky doesn't exactly know what he wants, but Amy knows she wants to be in a relationship. Um, also, she's been working on speaking her mind, and we really see that, and I am that's, very proud of her. I'm honestly proud of her, because that's still something I can't do. I am so proud of her, and the work she did at her IOP. Yeah. Good job, um, Amy. I do have one question before we get any further. Um, in this establishing yeah. shot, have they been living in a one-story house this whole time? thought it had two stories that's what i thought this establishing shot appeared to be a one-story house maybe they realized that they've been making a mistake up until now well the more i think about it the more i'm like i've never seen stairs well no that's what i always remember i've always said that i've always been like it's really weird because the outside shot shows two stories and then the inside there's no stairs yeah that's so true but no, this was the first time, like, the establishing shot looks like an entirely different house than the one I have in my mind, unless I'm being Mandela-affected. Yeah, I don't know. Also, did 
Do houses in California have basements? Probably not, right? Wait, why? Because of, like, earthquakes? No, but, like, why are you asking if they have basements? Oh, just... Well, Ricky's house had a basement, right? Because he yeah. lived in the basement. I think California, they have... The only place I know for sure doesn't have, like, basements is, like, down in Florida where it's all on reef stuff. or like On reefer? Yeah. Why are you talking about drugs? Well, that's the thing. Everyone's on drugs and they want to keep that high, so they kind of build buildings on stilts, so there's no room for a basement. Uh, what? I don't think they have basements in, like, Kansas, too. That's why they have to have those, like, tornado cellar things. I think the tornado cellars are the basement in most homes. Like, I don't know that they all have separate tornado cellars. Listen, can be, I don't want to do the research. Well, I just know, like, you can, like, you can have cellar doors outside so you can get down to your basement faster. Well, I know. I have that at my parents' yeah. house. I have that at my they parents' have, house. They have, we have both a door inside to get to the basement. Yeah. And a hatch. Yeah. Um, like I said, the only place I know for sure that they don't have basements is, like, the southern tips of Florida where it would interfere with, like, the wildlife and it's too marshy and too corally yeah. and shit. But my mom grew up in, like, Missouri, and I don't think her house had a basement. To be fair, no matter where you go, not every house has a basement. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I think it depends on what the, what the, like, the crust is. Yeah. Well, I think whatever soil you're on, for sure. Um, Welcome to Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers, one of the most boring (laughs) podcasts you'll ever hear in your life. (laughs) As we debate basements and whether they exist in every state or not (laughs) that one got away from us a little bit (laughs) so anyway amy is working on speaking her mind. Speaking of speaking her mind, she's like, how the fuck do you pick up girls at midnight? Like, how do you just go out and, like, find a girl to have sex with? And he says that he's um, not having this conversation. And she's like, oh, you're running away. And he's like, no, but five more minutes of this conversation and I will. Um, there were several points in this episode where I feel like Amy could have maybe dropped some of her lines of questioning and kind of focused on the ones that were actually important to her. Yeah. Probably. Like, I don't think she needs to read Ricky's playbook when it comes to, you know, putting the moves on a lady. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, the sandwich he makes for her looks really good. Yeah, and then she, like, doesn't eat it. Yeah, it's actually, like, messed up. So, he says... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Okay, okay. She's like, if you're not ready for a relationship... Why don't we date? Like, fine. You're not ready for a relationship. Sure. Whatever. Let's just date. Such a valid thing. Rather join a circus than date. Yeah. Rather join a circus than go to the circus with Amy and John. Yeah. And she puts her arms around his neck and is like, oh, you don't date? Even if you could have sex with me eventually, then they kiss. And Amy has really grown in confidence, and she knows the fuck how to wrap someone around her finger. Oh my lord. She had me ready to do her bidding. She says, spend the night with me, 
please. Is there like a okay. circus coming to town soon that that was like her example of a date? Yeah. Because she literally says like the movie or us are out to dinner or like take me and John to the circus. We're going to have an entire episode about the circus and never see one clip of it. I can't wait. They're going <laughs> to walk in with cotton candy and John painted up like a clown. <laughs> Gross. So we go to the theme. Do you come up with an alternative theme? I had one, but I don't remember why it was valid. But do you have one? Yeah. What's yours? Mine is Transparent Soul by Willow. Transparent Soul! I really like Willow's little pop-punk album. I think it's good. Yeah. Do you have reasoning? I don't know. I think Ben is a snake. Yeah, I knew a boy just like him. Yeah. He was a snake just like him? Won't buy a shake just like him. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, I think Ricky is a little bit of a snake in this episode. Ricky needs to calm down. He's being too loud. And I will say that leads right into my pick for theme song, which would be um, Famous Ender of Homophobia... You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. What's your reasoning reasoning for that one? Because Ricky needs to calm down, and he is being too loud. Okay. And, you know, for all the homophobia that I'm sure is going on in these episodes behind the scenes, I just want them all to know that Shade never made anybody less gay. It's true. But, um... No, I just think um, Ricky needs to calm down, because this whole conversation, he did take things up to ten immediately. Um, I also don't understand why he's like, why would I date? And Amy's like, that's how people get to know each other. And he's like, "Yeah, how would that possibly help me get to know you? (laughs) How would spending time with you make me know if I want to spend my life with you? That makes no sense. I think that's totally valid. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I don't want to spend time with someone. I want to spend time with someone inside me. So we go to, from the theme, we go to Adrian and Ben. They're laying on Adrian's bed. Bed. She wants him to stay over. And she's like, do you want to have sex with me? Blah, blah, blah. Talking about having sex with her being pregnant and what the doctor would say. And then she says that she wants to sleep together before Amy gets back. And then Ben gets mad. He is like, good night, you bitch. I'm glad you and the baby are okay, but good night. Like, how dare you bring up Amy to me? Yeah, that was so crazy. Like, he brings up... Oh, my God. Yeah. He frequently talks about how much he likes Amy. The second Adrian's like, oh, you know, I still kind of have feelings for Ricky and I know him well. And, like, Amy doesn't know him well. Like, he gets angry that she brought up Ricky to him. And it's like, that's not... Yeah. He also needs to calm down. See? It works. Yep. Hate him. 
I think that's valid. We go to Henry and Alice. They're in Ben's bed. That's hot. Normalizing fucking in your best friend's bed. They're talking about uh, how they might have sex, how they can't have sex in the king's house. Ooh. Do you think there's a pee underneath that mattress? A what? A pee. What do you mean? Like the princess and the pee. Oh. I thought you meant like a pee as in short for penis. (laughs) In what word is a pee short for penis? Okay. (laughs) Like, I I don't get the question. Like, the first letter of penis, the first syllable of penis is P. It's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> I can count on no hands the amount of times I've heard someone refer to a penis as a P. Well, I mean, I wasn't using hands every time I've heard it too, so... Anyway, I forgot Allison Hank, as they've lovingly christened him, existed for most of this season, really. So, yeah, it was cool we Henry... gave them half a storyline this episode. Yeah, they're t- they're talking about how they have sleepovers in Ben's room, and Henry thinks that the sleeping bags are for babies. Alice likes them, and then they talk about sleeping in Ben's bed because there's quote no harm in sleeping. The teens um, in the why are they sleeping in their clothes? With sleeping in the same space as someone and not fucking them. I am also kind of obsessed with that. Well, I am too, but like that's gay. True, fair point. <laughs> also, do you like my mug? No, but like I'm it's glad that I... it brings you joy. It says I pooped today. I don't like thinking about that. I don't think the body was kind of meant to do that. <laughs> shit okay literally (laughs) so everyone in the show is also obsessed with sleeping in their daytime clothes yeah i can't do that i can but like i'm not happy about it i've been almost you know run off of twitter for my loud and unapologetic love of sleeping in jeans is that, a th- is that something that you actually love doing? I think a good jean sleep is one of the most refreshing sleeps you can have. No. People hate it, but you know what? They hated Jesus because he told them the truth. Built in God's own image, bitch. <laughs> okay, Henry hears a car door slam. Then they hide under the covers to surprise Ben. They scare him. Ben's a little bitch about it. This was He's so boring. Such a non. This whole scene was nonsense. It did not need yeah. to be here. You could have airlifted it right out. Then Leo comes in, and Alice and Henry are like, uh, "We were under the covers, but it was like not for sex." Yeah, we were under the covers to scare your little bitch boy of a son. Leo hates his son. Good. Normalize hating your son. But only ben, if his vibes are bad. Yeah. Ben is being, like, real avoidant of all questions, but from Leo, and Leo's like, oh my god, go to go sleep with Adrian if she wants you to. And Ben's like, well, I don't really want to. What is that and, about? 
I don't know. And then Leo's like, just so you know, me and Betty had a great night. Yeah. we Not thinking about you or Adrian. We, Tomorrow we'll think about you, but not tonight. I think it is so good and healthy for parents to take some time for themselves. I think it is so funny to tell your child, like, how much of a great night you had specifically because you weren't dealing with their bullshit. Yeah. Not a great parenting style, potentially, but so, so funny. Leo leaves. Alice and Henry are like, what did you do? And Ben says that he gave Adrian a ring, but it was in, like, it was pure in spirit. Yeah, and they're all like, we all told you not to do this. I said it was yeah. a bad idea. He said it was a bad idea. Your father said it was a bad idea. And Alice is like, what if you guys actually care about each other? And Ben's like, shut the fuck yeah. up. I don't care about her. Ben's like, I've never cared about another person in my life. How dare you? And Ben might end up married. Yeah. Um, and Ben says, you might be right, Hank. This is the part where I just have the note. I think they should have fucked in Ben's bed. All three of them? I don't think Ben deserves that. I think that's fair. I think they would both be... I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think they're both kind of on bottom and Alice is taking charge. We go to Madison and Lauren's room. Or no, Madison and Lauren in Lauren's room. Yeah. And Madison is kind of like trying to find a way to contact Jack and Jesse. And she's like, what if we called our boyfriends through a third party? And Lauren says no. Also, like, if we follow our parents' rules, they'll probably loosen up. Madison says this is like prison, except prison, they get better uniforms. And they keep on talking about how they work at the food court. Any specific restaurant, we think, or are they just kind of floating? You know... I don't think they actually have jobs. I think their fathers are dressing them up in little costumes, dropping them off, and telling them to work. They're the people who stand in mall food courts who, like, try to have get you to change your energy. What? You know, there's, like, people who set up the little stands and are like, how much do you pay for your electricity every month? I've never seen what you're referring to. Oh, really? This might be a regional thing. <laughs> when you said change your en- energy, I'm like, oh, so they're giving away, like, free vibe checks? Or they got some crystals? Or what? Like, it didn't occur to me that you meant, like, electricity. <laughs> so Jason comes in and is like, ha ha ha, med camp. And then he mentions that he was at the a party and their boyfriends were there. Jason does not was... strike me as a football player. I'm sorry. I just need to get that off my chest. How is he doing football and if med he can't camp? go to football camp? Because he's for sure warming the bench. <laughs> String bean like that? There's no way he's getting playing time. What if he's the quarterback? Or the kicker? I don't know football positions. <laughs> Jason says that it was the cheerleader football get-to-know-you party, and Jason is like, didn't Grace and Jack meet there? And Madison says no, that that was their first date, and Jason says that he has a message for them from their boyfriends, and he's like, they wanted me to tell you they love you. Oh, just kidding, that wasn't it. They said to tell you hi. That's so funny, first of all. Um, 
Second of all, they're so worried that Jack and Jesse are going to hook up with other girls. They should be worried that Jack and Jesse are going to hook up with each other, frankly. Oh, I th- honestly, think they're going to have a brief homosexual fling, and they're both going to grow a lot from it. Absolutely. I don't know that they're going to stay gay, but I think for that brief summer, for that moment in time, they're going to enjoy the embrace of a lover. I've never seen Brokeback Mountain, but I kind of imagine this is what it is. Yeah, I think it's, this is um, Call Me By Your Name if there wasn't such a weird semi-predatory age gap. One or both what of them in will Mountain? fuck a peach. What? Have you... <laughs> Have you seen Brokeback Mountain? Um, no, I was straight when it came out. Um, I just took a bite of what i thought was parmesan and was actually like a balled up piece of yarn from my sweater so <laughs> i'm not doing great can we move on <laughs> so we go to tom and grace they're in the guest house grace wants to get in the bunk beds because she hasn't been in them since dad died ah! <laughs> Who were the bunk beds for when Marshall was alive? What a fucking weird milestone being like, you know, oh, it's my first, I don't know, like, dance since my dad died. It's my first basketball game since my dad died. It's the first time I'm getting in the bunk beds since my dad died. Anyway, grieving isn't linear. You know what, Grace? Do what what you gotta do, Okay. I'm not judging you. Yeah, if you gotta sleep in a bed- bunk bed that your dad maybe used once. Why the fuck does the guest house have bunk beds? Okay, sorry. Also, we find out later, because we get like a shot from the top, that the bottom bunk is a lot bigger than the top bunk. That's pretty normal in bunk beds when they're not being used all the time. What? Have you ever seen that before? Well, but... No, that I know that you can do that with bunk beds, but typically bunk beds are this are both twin size beds. It depends. I've seen a lot with a bigger bottom. Stop waving your eyebrows at me. I wasn't. Have you ever seen the opposite? I thought you were gonna ask if I'd ever seen your ass. It's hard to miss. Have you ever <laughs> seen the opposite where like the top bunk is bigger than the bottom bunk? In a way. Like, I'd argue that a lofted bed is like that. Because well, the bottom yeah, bunk that... is like a desk or a chair. I've actually seen, like, a lofted bed with a bed underneath it. That makes sense. I think a lot of the time, tops are bigger than bottoms in many ways. <laughs> I swear to fucking God. What? We're talking about bunk beds, right? What are you thinking? Anyway... I just bring this up because before when Madison and Lauren were sleeping... On the bottom bed together. Yeah. They definitely could have just been, like, head-to-head instead of scissoring on the bed. Like, <laughs> but there was why would they room. want to? You know, why would you ever <laughs> want to not scissor? <laughs> Scissoring is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. <laughs> you do know that you take your clothes off to scissor. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't believe that anyone is scissoring, period, let alone there's a proper technique. 
I'm not going to have this discussion on the podcast. <laughs> Say it, Aaron. I'm not going to. I, that, I was laying a trap for you. I know you were. I'm glad there's a train going by because that means that I'll probably cut this audio. Oh. Yeah, I guess we don't really need to talk about Madison Lauren, you know, sleeping clit to clit again. We can move on. <laughs> Fuck you. So... Okay, Tom says that dad is still in the guest house, and Grace is like, okay, weird. Are we ever going to get a real follow-up on the haunting of Marshall Bowman that's apparently still going on? No. Cool. Um, Grace wants to know where Jack is, because he's out late, and Tom wants $20 to tell her. She's like, I'm not paying you. And Grace is like, I swear to God, if he cheats on Madison, I won't be surprised. And also, like, she'll kind of have it coming, because... Fuck women, am I right? I think she's still hurt because they cheated together while they were together, technically. Okay, didn't she fucking kiss fucking Jason? That's different. Because she didn't date Jason. (laughs) Yeah. So Tom tells her that Jack is at the party. But Jack is not at the party. He is with Jesse on a date at the Dairy Shack. I'm happy that we actually saw the inside of the Dairy Shack. Why was I under the impression it was a drive-in? I was under the impression that it was just, like, you parked your car and then you walked up and you ordered out, like, a window. Yeah, that's what I meant by drive-in. But it's a full-on diner. Yeah, it's a full-on. Full frontal diner. (laughs) So, Jack is talking about Grace, because you always talk about your exes during first dates. That's true, actually. I know. And Jesse calls him out on not wanting her to have sex with other people. And Jack thinks that he might be with Madison for the rest of his life. And Jesse is like, well, depending on Grace, right? But then we find out that Grant is literally in the booth behind them listening. And Jack says that if Grace gave him one more shot, he'd go back to her. And Jesse says that Jack can't decide what college to go to based on a girl or two girls because Jack is talking about staying in town to go to college. He's talking about staying in state. Um, California, famously a very large state. Yeah. So in state could still be seven hours away, but whatever. Um, Also important to note that um, it's revealed here that Grant has one of the hottest mothers I've seen. Yeah. Grant gets a call from Grace and he says that he's out with his mom. And his mom is like, hi, Grace. And she's like, no way. That woman is your mom. She sounds way too hot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When you look at them side by side, it's like, how could this goddess birth this? This domestic terrorist. Yeah. And he makes a joke about how Grace isn't going to have sex with him. So, of course, he'd be out with a woman to have sex with her. He's making this joke kind of about his mom. Kind of weird. I mean, who among us hasn't had, you know, hasn't, let's be real, joked about fucking their moms from time to time? (laughs) You know, like, let's just keep it real. Who hasn't done that? Me. Really? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. (laughs) He says, just kidding, it's my mom. We're at the Dairy Shack. And Jack and Jesse are right behind us. And then Jack is like, fuck. He gets out of the... Um, 
he gets out of his booth and comes over and Grant's mom is like, oh my God, you're Jack. I've been wanting to meet you. I want to meet Grace too. But, you know, Grant thinks that if Grace and I meet, we're going to scissor on the bottom bunk. Let me tell yeah. you. Oh, you know what? This was, I think my alternate, um, alternate song was going to be um, More Hearts Than Mine by Ingrid Andres. I don't know that song. Um, it's a country song. That the thesis of it is like, hey, just so you know, if I take you home to meet my family, they're going to get attached to you. And if you ever dump me, they're going to be sad, too. You'll be breaking more hearts than mine. Uh... Um, so I think that was actually why that... Because I couldn't remember why that was a pick, and now I did. Gotcha. Jack is like, fuck you for listening to our conversation. And then Jack and Jesse head out. And Grant, Grant and his mom talk about how he might have sex with Grace at med camp. And she's like, take lots of condoms. She has too many pregnant friends. Just when I thought like, she was cool. She has two. And she says, too, too many. And then Grant calls Grace back while his mom goes to the bathroom. And he's like, are you waiting up for Jack? I just heard him. He's still interested in you. And she's like, well, are you interested in Ashley? And he's like, well, way to avoid the the topic. He says, no, I'm not into Ashley. I really care about you. You can't stomp on my heart. You made that promise. And she's like, well, just so you know, I'm leaving the guest house right now. So I won't see Jack because you man told me what to do. So I'm going to listen. That's hot, actually. I would love for a man to order me around a little bit. Kind of <laughs> tell me what to do. I just hate this. Grace is never going to be her own boss. I really hope we get that. Girl boss Grace, I think, would actually be the worst possible development for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I want Grace at the end of this show to decide that she's going to go to college and study theology and then go to seminary and become like a hip lesbian preacher. Yeah. I want that for her. I think that would be exciting. And you know, maybe Adrian, she starts to think about what the Bible means to her. Yeah. You know, she starts, she starts to see some real freedom sexual freedom in the theology that she believes in and she doesn't you know subscribe to purity culture and she makes it kind of like a goal of hers to kind of you know disseminate purity culture i don't know what the word disseminate means but i wanted to sound smart and she wants to you know like kind of evangelize the opposite of purity culture impurity culture um also to teach just so you know um i I didn't want to say this but um to disseminate um purity culture would be to spread it widely (laughs) (laughs) i i hate to be the one to tell you that Um, why is the word dis in it then disseminate like you're dispersing it you're spreading it okay so disassemble what's the opposite (laughs) dismantle this <laughs> a lot of other disses would you know kind of i have a concussion so anything i say i cannot be held responsible for yeah and i'm a homosexual so you can't really hold me accountable either <laughs> but anyway so she 
but maybe Adrian, you know, like she, it becomes like a really big passion of hers to teach sexual ethics within the Christian church. And maybe her and Grace explore their sexuality together. Yeah. And they kind of team up with Amy, whose dream is to teach a course on girls believing in themselves. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get to that in a bit. (laughs) So... We go to Amy's bedroom. Ricky and Amy are on the bed. She can't sleep. I bet you she would have a much better time sleeping if they would turn the goddamn lights (laughs) off in her room. (laughs) There were so many funny parts about this little moment. Um, Um... Also, how late is it supposed to be right now? Because we've got, like, so many different things going on that's true we've got people out at the shake or out at the dairy shack chilling we've got people well i think it's later now because this is after a commercial break i don't know i'm pretty sure so anyway but like when she got in in the end of last episode it was like after everyone was in bed already and all of this has taken place after that i'm so confused well, at the beginning of the episode, we found out it was 11 p.m. Because that's what Ricky says when he's making the sandwich. He's like, you must be starving because it's 11 p.m. Gross. But... Okay, so she asks if he had sex with someone else. And he says, don't ask me about my business. He quotes the Godfather. Because, again, Brenda Hampton has never talked to an actual American teenager. I have never seen the Godfather. And you're better I off. I know there's it. a horse. Is head? I never saw it. Okay. Did you know? The only reason I know about The Godfather is because, like, you know, I found out about it after watching The Bling Ring, and I kind of Googled Sofia Coppola and, like, found out that her father actually makes movies. Like, this little series called The Godfather. Did you not know that before? I don't know if you're being serious or not. I just think it's really inspiring that, like, Sofia Coppola, like, inspired her father to make movies. You know? Like, I think it's cool. And that she's not a result of nepotism? Hey, if anything, she had to overcome negative nepotism after her performance (laughs) in The Godfather Part 3 was universally panned and kind of laughed out of Hollywood. And she kind of had to stop being an actor... And had to rebrand as a director of movies about how sad it is to be rich sometimes. Wait, did Sofia Coppola direct The Bling Ring? It's like her one movie that people are a little iffy about. Give her an Oscar for that movie, let me tell you. They didn't. I, yeah, so... Ricky says that he had the chance to sleep with a person, but he didn't. And so Amy's like, so just to be clear, you haven't slept with anybody since getting back from New York, which we know is a lie. Yeah. Because he slept with that 35-year-old woman. Yes. Two weeks ago. Well, that's the thing. Like, when he said, like, oh, I had the chance to, but I didn't. Like, that's true. But, I like, again, he... I hate the way that Ricky lies to me and makes me believe it because i was scratching my head being like wait a second i thought he did sleep with someone else yeah 
he that's because he did and all he would have to say is yes like i don't amy seems to be at a mature enough point where she like wouldn't completely flip her lid yeah so then amy wants to know who he had the opportunity to sleep with but didn't and she's like was it ashley and he's like i would never sleep with ashley and for some reason ashley has been sitting sitting outside (laughs) outside the door with her ear to the door this whole time Holy shit! Yeah. And she's like... She's like... Oh. That's nice. I don't remember what she says. She's like, no, you wouldn't or something. Of course you would. She like responds. Some absolute Oh yeah, of course you wouldn't. But here's the... I think here's the thing. That's the only time we see Ashley all episode. They literally just said to remind us that she was in this show. They said, oh, we forgot that we have to pay her, even if she's not in an episode, so... Yeah, no free meals. Let's get her in, Let's get her in here for a couple, couple seconds. So Ricky refuses to answer who he could have had sex with, and they get mad at each other. John starts crying. Ricky gets mad that he has to, like, take care of his son, and she wants him to bring John into the bedroom, and he's like, no, we didn't pay the actor for this week. So I can't bring him in here. Then we go to George and Anne's bedroom. Anne wakes up and she's like, was that Robbie? And then she had a dream that Amy was home. And George is like, Amy is home. I heard her and Ricky talking. I forgot to tell you. And Anne is like, why didn't you tell me? She's mad. She leaves. Moose she's gets wearing in the a bed. really hot nighty thing. Looks like it's silk. Yeah. Also, I like how they could pay Moose's actor this week, but... Like, Moose had a bigger part than, like, Ashley and John this week. Yeah, John at least shows up at the very end. Yeah. And honestly puts on a better performance than Ashley did. It's true. So Anne opens Amy's door. And she's like, why are you here? And Amy says that she wants to, she wanted to see Ricky. And then Anne asks her about 400 questions at 4.30 in the morning. And one of the questions is like, oh, you missed Ricky and John? Well, what about me? Did you miss me? And, Aunt, Which and is like, Amy's like, uh, hi. Like, she's fully asleep. Yeah. And she leaves. She's like, okay, we'll talk in the morning. Anne and Ricky meet in the hallway. And he's like, Amy asked me to stay. Anne is pissed that Amy rushed home to see Ricky. She doesn't want them together because Ricky will always cheat. And Ricky's like, well, aren't you remarrying your husband? Honestly, facts. Like, rude, yeah. but facts. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to go to the living room now. Anne goes back to the bedroom and fits herself in the bed. She kind of, like, pushes Moose a little bit. She's pissed at George. Yeah, she's really, like, questioning. She's doing the thing I do after every shift of work, where I kind of stare into the distance and question every life decision that took me to this place. (laughs) We go to the living room. Amy comes out to Ricky sleeping on the couch. She sits down on the edge of the couch, and Ricky goes, oh, no. And he's like, please, can I fucking sleep? We have all summer to talk and be with each other. She won't leave it alone. She asks him again who it was. And he says, maybe I'm lying. Maybe I slept with another girl or two or four that you know. And she asks if it was Adrian. And he gets like very mad. He's like, no. And then he's like, also, when are you going to see Ben? And then they start fighting more. He's like, I can't believe, like, you pretend you want to be Adrian's friend. But you think that little of her that you think that she would offer to sleep with me? And it's like. That's not really thinking little of Adrian. That's like recognizing that you two have a long history together, a prior relationship, and she probably still has some lingering feelings for you. 
Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility whatsoever. That's not a ridiculous thing, and it's not really thinking bad of Adrian. No. It's just knowing the situation. Yeah. Ugh. Especially because, like, they were talking more, and they did make out. Yeah, that was hot. Amy says that it was wrong for her to assume that it was Adrian, and she says that she doesn't want to see Ben right now because Ben needs to be with Adrian right now. And Ricky's like, what do you mean right now? She says that she doubts that they'll end up together. They fight, fight, fight. Ricky says that Ben is attracted to Adrian. And he saw his chance and he took it. And Ricky... Like, again, saying that they probably won't be able to stay together is not the same thing as saying that Ben is not whatsoever attracted to Adrian. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Ricky just keeps on trying to escalate this into a big fight, probably because that way if he stays on the offense, he won't have to, you know, be held accountable for what he actually did, which was fully sleeping with another girl the day he got back from New York. Yeah. When he said he was going to therapy and his literal parents-in-law were watching his son. Yeah. Like he said he wasn't going to. Yeah. And... I guess not literal in-laws because they aren't married, but yeah. Yeah. And Ricky is like... Also, Adrian is fucking amazing, so Ben might fall in love with her. And then he accuses Amy of using this time as an experiment and that him and her have to do, like... The reason that she's pushing Raimi is because she, like, you know, she sees what's happening with Ben and Adrian, and so she wants to, like, try this or whatever. She says, no, it's not about Ben and Adrian. It's just about them. And she wants to know if they could be a family of three. And he calls dating stupid and a waste of time. How would that possibly help me get to know you? (laughs) She's like... Well, I want to fall in love and get married, maybe. And then she starts stroking his cheek, I and she says that she fall wants in love with you. She says that she wants to graduate high school and go to college and become a teacher yeah. and teach girls to believe in themselves. What subject is because that? Because she, <laughs> Amy, going to school and majoring in teaching girls to believe in themselves edu- education. <laughs> <laughs> she wants or what she wants she wants okay amy wants to become a teacher and teach girls to believe in themselves because she believes in herself and she believes that she could be a good wife to ricky one day so i think she would become a professor in the mrs degree program yeah i'm still just confused what subject she's thinking that she can teach girls to believe in themselves like i guess you can do that in any subject but like Usually when you say I want to be a teacher, like, the first thing is because, like, oh, I love this subject and I want to ingrain a passion for that in the students. Does she just not care about the subject? She just wants to teach girls to believe in themselves? Yeah. Good for her. I think that's beautiful. I think that's there's something really powerful in that. Um, Honestly, that's feminism, and I think it's beautiful. You're not wrong. Uh, okay. 
so then we get a cu- we get a nice shot of everyone's beds. So Jack and Tom are on the bunk beds. Resident lesbians Madison and Lauren are in Lauren's bed. Grace is in her bed, and Grant sits up, and he's sitting on and he's been sleeping on her floor. Gross. And he's like, "Your phone is beeping. I'm going home. Thanks to your mom for inviting me over. Maybe next time she'll let me sleep with you." Grace is like, my mom is an inconsistent character. Why did she let you sleep on my floor if she doesn't want me having sex with you? Must be the classic Kathleen hijinks that is ingrained in her character and is something that we've known this entire series that Kathleen likes to do. Yeah, she likes to play these sick little mind games with Grace to kind of show her that her ideas are bad. Yeah. And Grace says that she wants to meet Grant's mom and he calls his mom very special... And that she's too involved in his life, so let's hold off on that. Yeah, and the, you know, if if we break up, I'll be crying, but you'll be breaking more hearts than mine. Yeah. Then she's like, oh, also, where's your dad? He says that it's a long story. He'll tell her another time. Um, it actually turns out that the first time Grant had sex, his dad also died in a plane yeah, crash. Yeah, yeah. That's really powerful. My immediate thought was that um, Grant's father is kind of where Griffin inherited his gay from. And that's why he's not in the picture in Grant's life. Mm. Ha. Because, you know, homosexuality is passed with a single brief touch can do it, you know, and not guaranteed to. But, like, if you brush shoulders with a gay... It might get on you, and it might infect you. That's how I became gay. Yeah. Mine actually came through the television, which was really scary. (laughs) So, we go to Alice and Henry. They're cuddling in their sleeping bags on the floor. Ben is sleeping in Adrian's bed, and Adrian comes in, and she's like, you have to leave now. I have shit to do. Like, you can't stay here. When did he go over there? I don't know. So disappointing. Ben says i have to go talk to my dad about the ring she says that she loves it and he's like okay great i love that you love it but when people ask about it please tell them that we're not engaged and she thinks that his bed head is cute because he's not too perfect and he's like i'm not perfect and she's like well you kind of are and he's like no i don't i am not even worthy of you adrian Well, that's true first of all Um, You're so full of life and fun and crazy and carefree and beautiful, and I'm not. Yeah, that's true. We could end the scene here, and I'd be like, yes, good. Yeah. Because then Adrian compliments Ben. Disgusting. With a bunch of lies. Like, she says he's considerate and honorable. Yeah. Straight up, neither of those. And never has been. And he... Yeah. And Adrian says that it sucks that Amy's coming back. She didn't miss her. And she's scared that she's going to fuck everything up. And then Ben and Adrian hug. And Adrian's like, oh my god, I'm starting to get a bump. I thought she meant that she was getting, like, kicks from the inside. But she means, like, but a baby bump. But she means bump. a baby bump. Um, that's the thing. There were kind of two bumps there. Um, Adrian's pregnant tummy and um, Ben's tenting erection. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> I was waiting... So we go to Amy's room. She's got kind of a Amy hot looks, outfit, right? Like she, looks, she looks I know good. that's my first note is that she looks good. Like she went away and she came back and she's on her hot girl yeah, shit. Yeah, she's like, I guess what? I don't need four layers anymore. I can do one. 
Yeah, I got my scoliosis back brace off. (laughs) So Ricky comes in with John and she says her two favorite boys and Instagram captions everywhere exploded. Mm. 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 Straight women love posting that. I also love posting that. With a picture of what? Um, Two men that I met three hours ago. And maybe we're on an adventure exploring the wonders of both the city and each other's bodies. <laughs> he says that she put him through hell last night and she's like, oh my god, don't swear in front of the baby. Also, is that what you think hell is, Ricky? Oh, Ricky's gonna leave. He's going to work. Amy's sad. Amy says that she's going to keep John with her today and not take him to the nursery. Amy has quit her job. Yeah, I mean, she left for a month with no notice, really. Did not give (laughs) them time to find a replacement. That's true. She didn't put it in. Wasn't Ashley, like, going to work there for her or something? There was some absolute horse piss explanation for how it was going to work. And I don't know what it was anymore. Ricky says bye and that it's been nice being there, kind of. And he says he'll call her later. And she's like, okay, is there something else you wanted to ask me? And he says, can I take you and John out tonight? She's like, yeah, do you want to pick me up? Do you want us to pick you up? And he's like, no, I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up around seven. I don't mean to be this person. Do it. Have they ever heard of a sleep schedule for their son? No. What do you mean you don't want to be this person? You're this person every week. (laughs) (laughs) Seven o'clock is like peak bedtime. That's kind of when you start the wind down routine. Maybe. If you're going out, that's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, going out with a baby of that age is kind of a nightmare no matter when you do it, but definitely not um, during the sleepy time. Just, I just, if there's one thing I'm passionate about, it is a sleep schedule. Well, they're in California, though, so if it's on California time, that's actually like, what, 5 p.m.? 4 so they're making plans for their date in eastern time yeah well i know that because why would anyone not use like i use eastern time so like everyone kind of does yeah yeah sure anyway they kiss Ramy love these crazy kids yeah and like amy's hand kind of drifts down his torso <laughs> sneaking towards his belt loop and where does it go from there I'll never tell. Okay, Gossip Girl. Look, I got the extended cut of this episode, and it does go on for 45 more minutes, if you know what I'm saying. Do they just fight more? Um, I mean, I guess some would think it looks like fighting, maybe, at some points. They're pretty aggressive, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. A lot of teeth. Sometimes, what are they doing with their teeth? You know? A little blood was spilled, but in a hot way. Oh no, did they like step on a piece of glass or something? Oh, they stepped on more than glass. 
What did they step on? Um, Ricky's spilled seed. What does that mean? His semen. His ejaculate. <laughs> his splooge, if you will. His milky white boy juice. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Oh my god. Your mom's gonna be so disappointed. Oh, she already is. (laughs) God. Okay, well, this was fun. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, that was a good note to go out on for Christmas, you know? (laughs) I do think in the next episode, just from the little, like, picture preview thing, we do get to see Madison and Lauren at the food court. Hot. I've been waiting. Yeah. I've been thinking. Okay, let's finish this up. <sighs> this has been Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name's Aaron. My name's... Jesse. <laughs> Can you do that again? What? This has been Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name's Aaron. And my name's Jesse. A.K.A. The Throat Goat. Is that what you were doing? Um, I was, you know, all a, I was doing a reverse Ghostbusters where I was performing fellatio on a ghost as opposed to the opposite happening. I've never seen Ghostbusters. Oh, there's a scene in it where um, Dan Aykroyd gets blown by a ghost. Gross. Yeah. I just Googled fellatio to make sure I used the right term. <laughs> And it did give me a warning that some results may be explicit. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know. So, you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, at your two gay friends. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at GoJesse2K20. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of shit like what was said on this episode over there. You can send us an email at slwithjessieandaron at gmail.com. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can follow our other podcast at Never Been Cool. Maybe we'll have more than can... two episodes on that sometime soon. <laughs> Maybe. I've been thinking Who we should knows? probably do that at some point. Who? Yeah. If we, yeah. <laughs> uh... Or we should just stop advertising it if we don't, you know. I think... Y- once you know just listen to the two episodes that exist over and over again yeah maybe a third will join it maybe a fourth even it depends if you want more of those let us know because it seemed like people didn't really weren't really into it (laughs) i've got some messages about how people want more oh okay then we should do more i know i just I'm, I've been um, experiencing, as the kids call it, um, burnout. And I've been experiencing ecstasy like has never been <laughs> experienced before. You can also leave us a voice message on Anchor. Yeah. You can drop... I think you should drop us... If you want to drop us some coin on Patreon... For Christmas, you know? Yeah. We wouldn't say no. Yeah. There will probably be new content on the Patreon sometime soon, too. Cause... I'm going to upload our my our therapy tape. Yeah. 
get to watch Jesse play Ashley and me play a therapist and us. I'm I'm uploading the one where we start laughing at yeah. it. I'm not uploading the serious oh, one. We've lost two pledges in the last um, 30 days. Why would you bring that up right now? So that we can get two more. Uh, I will say, and... um, just so you know, if you're um, on the Patreon, a lot of that covers the immense amount of time it takes to make this podcast with some additional bonus content thrown in. And then also, um, I got a 95 on my therapy tape, so I feel good uploading That's good. the blooper. Yeah. Now, so anyway, this is not our best episode, but I thought it was whatever. good as hell. So okay. like, don't sell yourself short. And by that, I mean, okay, don't sell great. me short. Okay. I hope you have a great day. I hope that whatever these next couple weeks looks like for you, that you feel fulfilled and know that you're worthy of love. Yeah, and I hope that Nancy Reagan continues to burn in hell. Pretty much same messaging between me and Jesse. Yeah, I'll so. say. All right. Bye, everyone. Peace. <laughs>